Handle on the news. Handle on the news. What's your first thought? That's crazy. How could that be? Weren't you angry? I don't remember being angry. I thought it's crazy to fire. Bill Handel. It's uh, Tuesday morning, and good morning, everybody. Yesterday, I'm assuming uh, I wasn't listening yesterday because I was tied up with that with the uh, sheriffs, California State Sheriffs Association. So uh, you know that I was speaking uh, before the sheriffs association. I have to tell you, it, it, what a wonderful group of people. I mean, just seriously great. I mean, we were. Uh, I was stunned at how wonderful it was. I mean, it was. I, I expected to have a nice time. Truly, one of the greatest times. Is yeah, just. Really honored to be there. Uh, the color guard sheriffs have their own color guard with a bagpiper who's an officer. And it was just, I mean, tremendous. So I'm sitting around at dinner uh, with the host, uh, Sheriff uh, McMahon of San Bernardino. And he and a couple of other sheriffs from various counties, uh, I brought up aircraft. You know, the different kinds of aircraft. San Bernardino has a lot because the area is so huge. And uh, so they're all bringing out their cell phones and talking about the, the aircraft that they have. Well, we have, we, we got this from uh department of justice and I got this one from uh, the army and we bought this one and these are our new, uh, and then they're all talking uh, those kinds of conversations. And I said, is this the sheriff's way of, of saying mine is bigger than yours? And they said, absolutely. <laughs> it was Tremendous. Only you. No, nicest, nicest people in the world. And I'd ask Sheriff McMahon, because there's a lot of, uh, you know, when you're talking about Central Valley and various parts of California, there are a lot of very red uh, counties. And I asked Sheriff McMahon, so how many sheriffs am I going to see that have, uh, that are in uh, Stetson's cowboy boots and belt buckles? And he said about half. (laughs) And? Uh, There were about six or eight. And I, I'm surprised they carried the uh, just the regular guns that police do, you know, these semi-automatics. I go, why are they wearing revolvers, like the long gun revolvers? It was it was tremendous. Also, big news this morning, James Comey. I'm going to be interviewing him at 7 o'clock. He'll be here in less than an hour joining us. And uh, that was pretty exciting. That was a nice get. I wasn't expecting James Comey. And Alex called me last night saying, hey, uh, James Comey is coming aboard at 7 o'clock. So uh, we're going to talk to him, and uh, we have a, a lot to cover for sure. All right. You guys ready to do it? Let's do it. And, well, first, hello. Uh, Jennifer Jones-Lee, Wayne Resnick, Alex, John Ramirez, and good morning, one and all. Here we go. Lead story. I certainly do mean that. I'm out on the board. All right. Now there's confusion about... Uh, Governor Brown and what uh, the what the National Guard will or will not do, and uh, the Trump administration said thank you for doing what you're going to do, and the governor said this is the this is the only thing we're going to do is support, and uh, now which is what they were asked which is to what do. they are asking. So now, uh, man, I I don't get it. Uh, where the governor is keeps on saying we're not going to. Uh, we are, uh, what is he not going to do? I, I don't understand that. We're not going to help uh, actually apprehend illegal aliens. Uh, what we will do is uh, fix, maintain vehicles, 
uh, and anything to do with uh, helping illegal aliens. I guess that includes uh, having National Guard push those fruit carts uh, up and down the border. <laughs> no. And sell uh, the, what was that? What, the fruit. Was that the noise of somebody audibly backing away from Bill right now? That was me smacking my head with my papers. I don't think that they're going to be uh, pushing penguino help. carts along the border. So I guess it's that it's that Governor Brown said we will go down there, but this is what we will do. And then for some reason yesterday, the Trump administration said that Governor Brown rejected I know, the yeah. terms I know. of it. And now Brown's saying, no, he didn't reject anything. So I just it is what it is. Just bizarre. It is completely well, Mayor Garcetti, in his State of the City address, said, you know what I'm here to do today? We're here to end homelessness. I think well, needless to say, homelessness has become a huge, huge issue. And I'm wondering, is it because the sheer number of homeless people has exploded here in Southern California, Orange County, Los Angeles, uh, the issue of the encampments in Santa Ana? Uh, or is it uh, just uh, it has become sort of flavor of the month politically where all of a sudden something gets legs and no one really understands what it is. Much like in the news business that we're in, uh, you could have 15 killings in a given day and all of a sudden one gets legs. Just a little bit of a twist and now it becomes a national story. For example, at the Starbucks where you had uh, that uh, black man arrested uh, when he uh, asked to go to the restroom and it was, uh, what, six months ago in the first one, and no one, and, and it was videoed, and no one bothered. And all of a sudden now, it's become a big story. You're looking at me, Alex. You were close. What happened was two black men were arrested waiting for their friend. The one with the restroom happened in Torrance, and he wasn't arrested. He was just asked to leave. Don't correct me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's not your job. Do you think that, that, that was, so anyway, that was basically that, but the, the premise yeah, yeah. of the story, although I want to do more about this because, man, there are two sides to this. Uh, can I use the restroom? You have to buy. Uh, you have to be a customer. No, I just want to use the restroom. Hey, I've been there many times and I want to share it's, it's whose side you're on. And one of the sides is being a customer sitting in there and spending real money. And the other side is being someone who needs a restroom. And the two can conflict very often. Okay, uh, we're going to take a break coming up. Uh, your chance to win $1,000 brought to you by Cunning Dental. If you have crooked teeth, call Cunning Dental for a free exam, 888-640-SMILE. All right, handle here on a Tuesday. Here's your chance to win some cash. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword bank to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messaging rates apply. That's bank to 200-200. The winner's notified by a phone call, and you have to answer the call to win. Brenda Serrano in San Bernardino did, and she's $1,000 richer. Your next chance to win next hour. All right, uh, we're back. And a quick reminder, at 7 o'clock, uh, you do not want to miss uh, the show. Uh, James Comey is uh, going to uh, be with us. I'm going to interview him for uh, a while. And Oh, uh, Jennifer, so do you think you'd be offended if I called him uh, Jimmy Boy? Um, Maybe. 
Are you trying I, I, to I get mean, him to cancel the interview before he comes on? No, I'm trying to get him just to hang up on me. I've done that before. You know. Where I've had people hang up on me, or and I've hung up on people. I'd err on the side of caution. All right. I'd call him James. Okay. Not even Jimmy? Maybe so, way we wrap it up. Slim Jim? Because he's so he tall. T- yeah. yeah. Tall, slender. All right. Let's do it, guys. More handle on the news. Jennifer, Wayne, and me. Well, uh, the bodies of the Thetopoli family have been found. This is the family that went missing. They're from Valencia. They went missing up north. And uh, witnesses said that a vehicle matching their vehicle had gone into the river, and they had trouble finding it, but they found it. Yeah, river was high. A lot of uh, sediment. A lot of the uh, soil had gone on top of the uh, on top of it. And, of course, they were going to find the bodies. And uh, just heartbreaker, heartbreaker. Well, you were talking about all the issues that Starbucks has had the last couple of weeks. The first one with two men arrested in Philly after they wanted to use the bathroom and were told that they had to buy something first and they didn't. So the manager called the cops. Well, as you mentioned, Handel, there was a similar situation in Torrance a few months back. And uh, much the same thing happened, although there wasn't an arrest, I think, back in Torrance. Uh, We're going to do this uh, segment at 750 uh, just for 8 o'clock. That's generally 7.50. And, is, hey, let me tell you, this is why I get paid the big bucks. And uh, we there's a lot to say about this. Matter of fact, uh, Wayne and I were talking about this during the break. There are all sides to this story. and We'll, we'll share that a little bit later on. Uh, we have a little more insight into why police officers up in uh, Sacramento waited so long to try to give medical aid to uh, Stephen Clark. And it's because they thought that he might have been faking and pretending that he was really down and still armed. And we know this because they've released more than new uh, 50 new video right. recordings. And they talked about it. You can hear on the recordings yeah. where they're saying that. Then the issue becomes, is that policy? Uh, is uh, is that fear legitimate? Uh, again, reasonable fear. Although at the sheriff's uh, conference yesterday... Uh, I talked about how the move is to uh, change reasonable to necessary. Uh, you know, uh, it, there's that it's necessary to use lethal force. And uh, that is, if that actually does get, uh, if that law is actually introduced, it's going to be hugely controversial. So anyway, again, uh, has it happened before? Are they trained to hold on and go up to them uh, and say this, he, he may be, uh, faking it, you know how many times has that happened? It does happen. Yeah. So uh, are are they not to move forward and take those precautions? And I don't know. It's much like uh, the reason I don't go to the beach uh, because people poke me with a stick to see if uh, I'm alive or just sleeping. Eh, poke, poke, poke. All right, let's just move on. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know it's a wow. Well, yesterday the big headline was. President Trump's personal attorney is going to go to court because he wants access to the files that the FBI got when they raided his home and office. Somehow turns into Michael Cohen has a secret client. I spoke to Sean Hannity. Everybody refuses to call Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity. There's there's a lot here uh, about nothing. This is much to do about nothing. And uh, a couple of uh, it'll be a slight uh, legal lesson as to when is a client a client. And then also, what does this mean? Also, uh, I don't know why the judge forced the issue and said you she have to tell. She did not. She didn't force anything. Okay, then Michael if- Cohen's lawyer is the worst lawyer that I have ever seen in he my life. He was the life. one that volunteered. This is what happened. They were fighting to keep Hannity's identity uh, secret. And the judge said, well, 
it it can't be a secret from the prosecutors because it was it, a criminal investigation. It can be a secret from the public at least for a while. So I will take that information under seal from you if you would like. And instead of going okay. He continued to argue for a while, and he got confused, and he didn't realize that he had sort of won. And so later she said, okay, well, what do you want to do? And he said, well, do you want me to write it down and give it to you in a sealed envelope, or do you want me to just say it? And she said, whatever you're comfortable with. And he said, well, it's Sean Hannity in open court with the press, filled with press. And he didn't have to do it, right, we'll and talk. the judge had already given him permission to keep it secret. Uh, we'll talk plenty more about that uh, because... Do you see right now on Fox who's in charge of this story this morning? KFI's own Laura Ingle has to do the Sean Hannity story on Fox now. Oh, there's Laura. Awkward. Yeah. yeah. Love you, Laura. Yeah. Sorry you got that one. <laughs> uh, no, actually, that's a good story, but we'll talk more about that later on because there are a couple of rules uh, that are involved and uh, in terms of keeping... Uh, the identity of a client secret, which is absolutely appropriate and can be. So that's coming up. Uh, oh, we've got a lot to cover. That's at 9 o'clock. And we'll have Wayne join us because there are a lot of federal rules involved in this one. All right, take a break. We'll come back. Uh, there. All right, handle here. We're back. And yes, I did spill. I, and yes, this is my unspillable cup, too. You've managed to spill from the unspillable mug yes. several times. I don't get that. Which but means you really should be taken to a secret government facility and studied like that guy in Legion. Because uh, yeah. you have these powers to overcome physics. Yeah, that's so true. All right. Oh, coming up 7 o'clock. You do not want to miss it. James Comey uh, is joining us. I think right at 7.05, uh, we're going to have uh, Mr. Comey aboard and to talk about one or two things. His favorite breakfast, for example. Do you like your bacon really crispy? Oh, no. Well, I'll come up with You can ask him what he's binge watching on Netflix? Uh, I might. You guys can compare notes? Yeah, I, I might. Well, I want to do an interview that other people don't ask the questions. The really hard-hitting stuff Absolutely. that they're not getting him on. Yeah, does anybody... I, I kind of want to know whether he likes his bacon crispy or not. Well, he talked about how he drank red wine in a paper cup. All right, see? All right, let's do it. More handle on the news. Jennifer Jones, Lee, Wayne Resnick, and me. Uh, a law firm in West Virginia did a great job on behalf of their clients, and now uh, they're having trouble getting their clients to believe them. This is hilarious. Yeah, Bailey and Glasser. I know, I know. Uh, by the way, Brian Glazer, one of the guys who worked on this case. And... Uh, they got a big verdict against the Dish Network for unauthorized marketing costs. Right. Making phone calls. Making phone calls you're not supposed, you're to, not make supposed to make. And Sixty-one million dollars. Right now, they sent out the paperwork, but only eight percent of the eligible people responded. So they actually started picking up the phones, right. and people would hang up on well, yeah, them and not believe it at all Yo, and think it was a, a crank call. It's a marketing call about marketing calls. It's fantastic, isn't it? It's so funny. And it's actually one of those cases where people are up for a decent amount of money, $2,400 to $30,000. That's a chunk. You get those things in the mail sometimes where it's like, hey, you're part of a class and it's settled and you're going to get 17 cents. And I just toss it. Yeah. Uh, This one is, and I get calls. I'm on some list, some reason, somehow, of people that do remodels, painters, and I get, uh, I obviously have an unlisted phone number. 
And I have it on that number. That's constantly, sometimes two, three times a night. And we just say, hey, we're in the construction business. Thank you. And they hang up. And it's just brutal, the phone calls I get. But these are call centers. And uh, and and the list just circulates forever. Once you're on that list, it's forever. And I'm getting called, not from necessarily the same people. It's just everybody who buys lists. Well, 15 months after we heard from Chef Bruno that the Anaheim White House had burned down, turns out it's going to be open for business. And he is going to be on the Today Show this morning. This morning at 8.30, I think. Yep. So we have to record it. And uh, Bruno is, I've been in touch with Bruno. How's he doing? Is he excited? He's very excited. And uh, I'm going to be out there on, I think, the 28th. Uh, is uh, when I'm going out there. I'm very excited about doing that. And he, still, awesome. and he still feeds the kids. That's, he never stopped. He never the, the stopped fire at the restaurant the never slowed down yeah. Katarina's Club. In fact, all. that's why he's going to be on the Today Show today. Yeah. He had 108 to 10-year-olds, I think, who were part of the Boys and Girls Club. Already, he's gotten back right. to... He's been serving all along, but I know. He's got, Tremendous. he got to serve them in the White House, right. which is really and he's cool. had and, and he has had many of the kids over, even in the restaurant, to celebrate. Now, so I, nice. I made sure that on the 28th, there aren't going to be any of those kids. I don't want to sit near a bunch of uh, poor kids uh, having dinner. You know what? Come on. I, mean, I don't mind giving them money, but you know, let's get real here for a moment. He's smiling when he's saying that. No. No. I'm yes, smiling. you are. I'm looking at you. All right. Let's move on. Uh, star of TV's Night Court, Harry Anderson, dead at 65. Wow. He also had that show, Dave's World, yeah. based on Dave Barry's life, and uh, w- played Harry on Cheers, the con man. Loved, loved him. Which was, that too. character was like an extension of the stand-up magic act that Harry Anderson used to do. Um, he had a kind of a grifter persona in his stand-up magic act. And, and just a great personality. Character. Now, 65 is pretty young to die. Uh, do we know? Uh, and they just yeah. discovered him dead, so he wasn't in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming the uh, he wasn't dying of cancer. Well, nobody knew just, No, I do know actually. So Jason Nathanson just let me know. So it turns out he had pneumonia a few months ago and had a bunch of little mini strokes Got after it. And the he's pneumonia. He had the big stroke, and he died in his sleep Got after it. that, which is not a bad way to die dying in your sleep. Of course not, but still, I know that was yeah. just a shock. 65. That's young. That is young. Hey, congratulations to a local boy. Local boy makes good from Compton. We're talking about Kendrick Lamar. My left stroke just went viral. Right stroke, put the baby Pulitzer Prize. That's no small deal. No. he's First of all, he's the first hip-hop artist to win the Pulitzer's music category. But what's neat is they said that this isn't necessarily for... The music per se, but it's about the poetry. The po yeah, the poetry the and really talking about what life is like right. as an African American right now. And much like uh, Bob Dylan winning the Nobel Prize for Literature. Yeah, man, that was enormous. Now he was a jerk about it uh, when because he had gotten it on Thursday and uh, Desert Trip was on over the weekend, and it was and he wouldn't let anybody even talk about it. Well, he wouldn't talk about anything anyway, but uh, it was. If I had won the Pul- let me tell you, if I'd won the Pulitzer or the Nobel, uh, it that's the entire conversation for a week. Hi, Bill Handel here, KFI. Hey, guess what I just won? Hey, Bill, we'll be right back, and we'll talk about what I just won. That would be it for a week. Do you know how much money they get? 
For a Pulitzer? Yeah. How much money do you think I have check no, that comes I, you know, along I with it? I don't know what the Pulitzer is worth. I Any guess? A um, couple hundred thousand? Wayne? No. Nah, 50,000? Alex? Uh, I'm going to go half a million. John? Uh, Three million. $15,000. That's it. So yeah. it's nothing. Yes. No. So I was the closest at 200. No, no. Wayne was the closest at 50,000. Yeah. Very simple. In the meantime, the Nobel Prize... Uh, is a million, depends on how it's doing, because it is a foundation set up by Alfred Nobel, and it's an investment, so people sure. invest. So it's going at lowest, I think I've seen it, at 900 and something, because it's the interest that comes off of it. It's the investment income. And some years it was uh, just a ton more, a million, million and a half. All right, we're going to take a break and come back. Can't wait till 7 o'clock when James Comey comes aboard. Slim Jim, very excited. Uh, KFI. Will you slide on all your nights like this? All right, handle here on a Tuesday morning. I want to remind you, coming up in uh, about 10 minutes, actually about 15, 7.05, uh, James Comey is uh, going to join me. And I've got a couple of questions to ask him, to say the least. All right. I have a feeling by the time you're done interviewing him, you're going to really be looking up to him. Oh, I already am looking up to him. So, you know, I I, I know, and I was going to go there, but you started laughing. And I was going, I, you know, I, that was a softball. <laughs> I was going to pick that up and go with it and see you started smiling. All right, let's just move on. Oh, yeah. Well, as a matter of fact, we finish uh, Handle on the News. Jennifer Jones-Lee, Wayne Resnick, and me. Oh, boy. Thousands of free apps for your child on the Google Play Store are probably violating their online privacy protections. Including big, like Disney's app, Where's My Water, Minion Rush, Duolingo, which is a very popular language learning app. Can you even pick up? A cell phone without turning it on today, assuming you don't turn it on, and they have all your information. It's um, very it's, difficult. I mean, anytime you go on, boom, you're done. There but goes your information. Children are supposed to have special right, protection, protection under uh, COPA, that's Children's right. Online Privacy Protection, and they're saying there's so many of these apps that are violating that sure. law. Well, here's the story just about hackers. Oh, yes. This one I never even <laughs> third of, uh, heard of. I hadn't either. Hackers have come up with all kinds of crazy ways to go through the HVAC systems and, you know, get into a company's background information on its clients or, you know, customers, that sort of thing. But this one sort of takes the cake. Isn't that amazing? Some hackers stole the high roller database of this casino by hacking into the thermometer right in the, in fish the lobby tank. fish tank i know isn't that wild because it was connected to the internet right and uh, before you know it it's any i do a commercial for lifelock and uh, that's a ding incidentally and uh when and one of the things i say is the weakest link that is what controls people stealing your identity look at the weakest link how about a thermometer in your fish tank <laughs> What? It wasn't using 256-bit AES encryption on that fish tank thermometer? I, I guess not, yeah, although not. that's going to start, isn't this, it? Here's the problem with the Internet of Things. The reason that they had an, uh, a Wi-Fi-connected thermometer is because somebody thought it was too much trouble to walk over a few times a day and check a regular thermometer so they could check it from their phone. Well, no. To I'll make s- sure the fish are at the right temperature. Yeah, that's true. I was, I was saying, but you can know if you can go on your phone and figure out what the fish tank temperature is if you happen to be one of those geeks and you're out uh, out and about. And, oh, what's the temperature of my fish tank? Oh, here you go. And t- and temperatures. I mean, for me, it was always taking your temperature 
with uh, one of uh, Mrs. Paul's fish sticks. That's a mercury. Under the tongue. Yeah, it's a mercury joke. Okay, let's just go high. All right, that's that's really stretching it. That's going too far. All right. Uh, Speaking of high tech, a drug dealer was busted thanks to his fingerprints that police got from a photograph. Now the trucks don't work. They just make. Uh, They were investigating this drug dealer. They catch him, they get his phone, and uh, on his phone. Amongst other things, there's messages like, hey, what do you want to buy? And then there's a photo of a hand with pills in it, basically saying, like, here's what I can sell you. And they can see the enough of the fingerprint Amazing, isn't it? to run him through the system and connect him to the drugs. It's kind of scary. Oh, Well, if you wanted to get rid of the drugs, mm-hmm. there's an easier way to do it at drugstores now. Yeah, which I don't understand. I I really don't. It's uh, you, they have those uh, little boxes at the drugstores where you put your used drugs in your expired right. prescriptions. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you just flush it down the toilet? Uh, there's going to be a, a, a granted. There are going to be a few fish around that are feeling no pain out in the ocean when the opiates fly out. But you know what? It's well, they, don't you that was part of the problem. No, that was part of the problem. Was it was getting into the fish and it was it, like hurting reproduction and all kinds of stuff. That that re- legitimately was one of the issues. All right, uh, we are taking a break and we're going to come back. Uh, and after the break, James Comey will uh, join us. Uh, pretty exciting stuff. Uh, it's uh, can't wait. Think I have a question or two for James Comey? Well, that's coming up. KFI AM six forty.